Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. You are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast, probably the best podcast in the world. Hello, Blaze. How are you? Bruce Moore here. All right. Hello, Bruce. Why are you phoning me? Huh? Why are you phoning me? I haven't had any accidents or and I don't <laughs> want a new long-distance provider and I don't need any internet. Yeah, so you don't need if, if this is a sales call, forget it, Bruce. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good. Very very good. I'm too good, really. That's if good. I've got people, my heart. If people knew how good I really was, they'd try to stop me feeling this good. <laughs> you need to share I, that. Yeah, I feel bad for other people who think they feel good, they don't. <laughs> this is feeling good. <laughs> That's my partner, Chris. I feel good. Really? It's nothing compared to how good I feel. That is great. That's my partner, Chris, there, man. Hey, Blaze. How are you doing, man? Chris, how are you doing? Well, I was going to actually start with the sales call. I'm wondering if you need, uh, you know, car insurance, (laughs) an extended car warranty. (laughs) Chris, why why are you hanging around me, Bruce, for? (laughs) He's my ticket to the big time. Oh, okay, yeah. I can see yeah, yeah, now. that's me. I can see you now, Chris. I can see you've got you two. There's something going on between w- with you two. <laughs> like hey, some kind of weird serial killer team. <laughs> Do you remember making curry fish sticks for me? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah, long I'll time ago. If you want a new episode, I've got a new signature dish. Hell yeah. What is yeah. this dish? The new one is it's my spicy beans in a Greek style. Yeah, send it on over. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and do it for you, man. I, I'm very, very proud of it. It's a lot more healthy than the fish finger curry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm on a health kick now. What? That's good. Dude. Yeah, I'm limiting the fish fingers to 20 a week. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing, Blaze, now that uh, the world has come to a shutdown? Well, it's all right for you. You may be shut down, but here, Blaze Bailey recording, things have just kept going. That's good. Uh, what happened was I, um, I always have a big plan looking out into the future, the philosophy that I have and we have in the team is plan for the future, work today. There you go. And live today. So we we had the plan um, two years ago. We said, right, this is when we're going to do the next studio album. And in March, I did my last 
I didn't know it was my last show in right. London, sold out show, my anniversary X Factor anniversary concert, absolutely fantastic. And since then, every you know, it's oh, this festival is postponed, that gig is postponed. This, yeah. but what happened is because we were scheduled already to do our album, it meant every time something got postponed or cancelled, well, that's another three days we've got for the album, which we didn't think that we would have. Something else has happened. Oh, that's another week that we've got that we didn't think we would have. And so we've had a lot more of the time which you rarely get, and it's this cooking time where... You walk away from the songs, you leave them, you come back a couple of weeks later and go, right, now, with a fresh perspective, how do I feel? Does it still make sense to me? Or is that riff really only there because it reminds me of something Metallica did 30 years ago? Right. And uh, and that's, that's it. So... I've been working on the album with Chris Appleton. It's a weird way of working because the drummer has to record himself and send the bits. We had the bass player here in the home studio, socially distanced. And then we've got our workstations set apart, socially distanced. And then we're, you know, doing all that. But we've functioned and we've, we've uh, been recording and we've made... We've made what we think is a good album. That goes to mastering, and it should be out next March. So we've stayed busy. That's beautiful. We have the 10th Dimension Anniversary Edition. It's the first time 10th Dimension has been available on vinyl, and it's a very special master that we had done specifically for the vinyl it's got upgraded artwork there's a special book that comes with the vinyl as well that's available now so man i've just been so busy and here's the other thing that you guys don't understand oh it's it's okay for you isn't it but (laughs) my job is being away all the time yeah when they when they said to me oh you've got to stop at home i'm going great I'm never at home. I'm I'm at home for a week, go somewhere. Home for two weeks, go somewhere. Home for a month, go away for three months. I'm always going away. So when they said, oh, when they said, you know, my bag is permanently packed. So when they said, oh, you haven't got to go away, I'm like, oh, yeah. I would never have chosen to have a year off from live performance. But, oh, man, so it's just incredible. I, 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 you know, I started thinking, I actually live here. This <laughs> isn't a place I just stop occasionally. This is my home. Wow. I've got to start doing some DIY and get that kitchen sorted out. Yeah, I make some beans. I've been very, very lucky, though. Very, very lucky because... Um, my fans have stood by me and people have ordered things online and it's really kept me going. 
I'm very, very lucky, man. I, I've just got incredible fans that have stuck by me for so many years through thick and thin, and they really help me to do what I want to do and live my life as an artist and live making music as my job. It is a rare and precious thing. It's a privilege that I have, and my fans are absolutely a part of this dream that I'm able to live, and they're part of making that possible for me. So I have to thank my fans so much, especially in these dark times, for sticking by me and supporting me. I've been so lucky. And you know what? It's not so much that I even miss the live performance. I love to sing. I love to perform. But what I miss is meeting my fans. At every Blaze Bailey show, there is a free meet and greet. And I meet people and say hello. And some people that, you know, have been coming to see me for years. You know, I know on first name terms. And that is the hardest thing. I really miss people. Really yeah. miss my fans. So, so you that's did, you very did, very difficult. You you do free meet and greets at your show. That is, it's a, it's a it's a requirement. It's something I'm very very serious about. And some people don't get this, and I have to say sometimes to the promoter or the owner of the venue that right, I need space to do a meet and greet after my show. And I'm telling you now that if there is no meet and greet provision, there's no show. Wow. Good for you. You know what? That's that's, that's what I do. And you know what? I've had to sign outside on the street sometimes because they run the show so late, they don't leave time for the meet and greet. I've been outside venues with my fans signing and having photos outside because they didn't make time for the fans to have the meet and greet inside the venue. And I've done that on a couple of occasions. And one time I did it, it was 300 people in Buenos Aires on the street, man. It was madness. And there was no security, (laughs) no nothing. I was basically signing. People were sticking pieces of paper in my face. And if I had the pen, I was basically signing my own eyeball. They were that close. <laughs> that, it, was, it took so long, man. And, and they were going, don't you want to come inside, Blaze? I'm like, what? Who the fuck do you think you are that you think <laughs> you're more important than the people that bought the ticket that enabled you to come to Buenos Aires in the first place. Absolutely. uh, So for me, that's very important. I understand not everybody can do that, but I am an independent artist. I own the record company. It's microscopic as record companies go. So it sounds very important, but actually it's not a very big deal. But I'm completely independent, and the people that support me directly are my fans. Well, you I know, so 
so many... I don't have a big house. <laughs> I don't have a fancy car. I don't have a uh, an exotic motorcycle. I have a very humble life because music is my whole life. And for me, the people that support me and make that possible are my fans. So for it's very important to me to be able to meet my fans and just say thank you. For yeah. other artists, they need the money, man. They don't sell the CDs that they want to. They have a big production on the road. They have a tour bus, luxury hotels. They have, you know, all sorts of things they have to take care of. I don't have any of that. I live for music. It's all about the music for me. I don't have a big production. When you come and see Blaze Bailey, what you see is passion. And that's the number one ingredient of every show that we do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I find it refreshing because so many bands nowadays are charging like $200 VIP meet and greet before the show. After a ticket. After the ticket. And that's what, Well, they got to do that. You know, they have an overhead. Here's what's happened. That I mean, we have a choice. Yeah, you have a choice. You don't have to buy that ticket. You don't have to have that meet and greet. Okay, back in the day, not everybody signed for fans. Some bands did. Some, like Maiden, always signed for their fans back in the day when that was manageable, uh, and a lot of other people. But back in the day, you could sell so many copies of your vinyl or your CD. You could sell so many copies of that bit of plastic that it would finance your whole tour and your house, your mortgage, everything. And what people used to do, they would put on a show that was so big that even if you sold out all the tickets, it still wouldn't pay for the big show that you put on. That was way back in the 80s and the late 70s where when that money was around then, we have MP3, then we have Spotify, we have all the download service and all of that. No bits of plastic anymore. A fraction of a penny of all of it. Where's all the money gone? Now, your tour has to make money. Those tickets have to pay for that production. You don't have any extra money. So if you want it, you've got to get, where can you get it? Maybe people will pay for that meet and greet so that's something that some people have to do i won't do that i i just don't want it for me i'm happy with my life i'm not trying to become big i don't want to be back in stadiums sometimes about i play huge festivals i really enjoy it but most place baby shows are between a hundred and 500, maybe a 1,000 people, and I'm just happy there. I can see everybody in the room. I can eyeball everybody, and I really feel that my music is physically affecting people in a positive way. And you get into a, a really big situation, and just it's harder to get that feeling, I think. So, oh, yeah, I think so. It's, it's just important. You know and now I think it went to, you know, from from arenas, 15,000 
to stadiums, 30, 40, 50, 70, 80,000 people. And, you know, we're all so far apart. It's not good. For me, my art, I need to see you so I can reach inside you and tear out your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know, you're making me want to see a Blaze Bailey show right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, man, I'm hoping you're not the only one. Hopefully, March is going to come around and that's it. I can release the... um, Release the cure for COVID uh, <laughs> that that I've that I've had. You know, I've basically been able to come out with this terrible thing to stop all heavy metal bands going on tour, so that then I can come back the strongest. You see, that's, <laughs> that's it. That works. He's got it all plotted out. I'm not going to be charging for a meet and greet. I, I'm going to be charging for the cure. I said, come to a Blaze Baby concert. The meet and greet is is free, but it's $200 for the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) You're cracking me up. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So you said March, when we can expect that? Yeah, right now we have the 10th Dimension, which is like a prequel, really, to my Infinite Entanglement trilogy. And... Now I'm working on the artwork and it goes to be mastered soon. We'll see what happens, how that turns out. We have the great guy who does the mastering for us. And then it just goes into the thing, you know, and you have your slot to get into the factory and be produced and all of that be uh, manufactured. And that will should come out in March and you know, if things go well, we'll be on tour in March. Well, Otherwise, who knows what will happen. Well, are you also going to press vinyl for this release? Yeah. Here is a very, very exciting thing. This is the first release where we can actually get the vinyl artwork and everything together for the release so we can't release vinyl at the same time as the cd but after the cd we'll be releasing that vinyl in the same year so that's very very exciting and the artwork that i have at the moment from the artist is amazing and everything that we've done are even on the songwriting we thought vinyl so In the old days, you know, of prehistory that I come from, then we had albums that were 45 minutes or less, those classic albums, because they had to fit on vinyl. And, And that's... So as I've been writing with Chris Appleton, we've gone, what's side one? What's side two? What's the opener for side two? And we've been talking like that more than we have been about the CD, which is a great format. I love the CD format going from one right through. 
But I think there's a magic about vinyl too. And if you're a fan of vinyl, then I, I just really, I know a lot of my fans are, and I really want them to enjoy this vinyl. And the guy that does a mastering for us, he does a very, very special mastering that's just for vinyl uh, as well. We have our CD master, and then he, he sends us this huge file, and you're like, what's this? It's, you know, it's enormous. He goes, oh, well, that's the master. That's for the vinyl. And, we'll go, and he goes, you can fit so much more information that the vinyl, you can have more clarity, fits much more on. You think back to those bastards that told us <laughs> CDs were the best thing ever. They were always limited by the capacity of the computer and the software storage at the time. They were never as good as vinyl. They didn't carry as much information. And now, at last, we've got vinyl back. We're able to do it. Brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah, the mastering process for vinyl is a whole different scenario. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's big, man. It's very, very exciting to uh to do it i'm excited to hear it oh yeah absolutely i've been a fan forever so that'll be great chris you got anything else i don't bruce that was pretty fantastic blaze thank you for taking the time well thank you guys for having me on your show i wish you the best of luck bruce and chris i hope that you do take over the world with your brutally delicious podcast i will have another recipe for you very soon and uh, hope to share that with you so thank you so much for having me on the show thanks to all of my fans for supporting me through this i hope everybody stays safe and we all come through the other side and we can get back to concerts Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.